You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. Shalom and welcome to the Bible Truth Revealed podcast. This is Hazar Aliyahu, and I'll be your host as we seek to reveal Bible truth. Well, today we are going to be looking into head coverings. We are going to go into depths into this Bible um, head coverings like never before, we hope, because we hope to go into more depth than most people will go. Because most people will tell you about head coverings. They'll tell you, okay, a woman must cover her head. And uh, we might just look in First Corinthians 11 and all of that. But we are going to go... Um, more deeply into it to get more understanding and more insights into what Shaul actually really meant by women must have their heads covered. All right? Now, before we go anywhere, let me tell you what inspired this teaching. What inspired this teaching were several things, but one of them was... um. This morning we were reading from the book of Debarim, Deuteronomy 21, and we went to verse 22 to 23. And if a man have committed a sin worthy of death, and he be put to death, and he be, and he be to be put to death, and thou hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged is accursed of Alua, that thy land be not defiled, which Yahuwah thy Alua giveth thee for an inheritance. And it dawned on me that it says that, that thy land be not defiled. Now if you're looking through the natural eyes, how can a man, a man's body remaining all night upon the tree, how can that defile the land? The answer is, he that is hanged is accursed of Alua. So we have to understand and get to understand the will of Alua. The will of Alua. Because if he that is hanged is accursed, we might not be able to see it. We'll be looking at the commandment. For example, if he gives us another commandment and there's condemnation in it, but we don't know. Yeah? Like the head covering. Why the head covering? We don't know. But most people, do we stop to try to figure it out? Or even just to obey simply because it was an instruction? No, most of us don't do that. Most of us either criticize it or we don't obey because we don't understand it. So the most I will be angry to be abominable to him but because he didn't say to us we will be there thinking that hey something is wrong nah we don't need that so head covering 
came from 1 Corinthians 11, which was read, written by the Apostle Paul, or Shaul. Paul, as they call him um, in the Bible. Now, we have to understand something about Paul, or Shaul. And this is what we have to understand about him. In 2 Peter 3, verse 15, it tells us, and account that the long-suffering of our master is salvation, even as our beloved brother Shaul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as in also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Now, Peter is telling us there about Shaul or Paul that he wrote according to the wisdom that is given unto him. So Shaul's writings come from wisdom. Now, if you don't have wisdom, you will not be able to understand Shaul. And why is that? Why is it that if you don't have wisdom, you will not be able to understand him? Because um, Psalm 111 verse 10 tells us that the fear of Alua is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding of all they that do his commandments. Praise ye Yahuwah. So what is that saying? It is saying that if we do not fear Yahuwah, we will not get his wisdom. So if you do not fear Yahuwah, and you do not get his wisdom, you will not be able to understand our beloved brother Paul. Hmm? Now to fear Yahuwah means that whenever he speaks, we tremble at his word. Whenever he speaks, we tremble at his word. So when you truly fear Yahuwah, he will give you instructions. You don't even understand the instructions, but because you fear him, you fear his judgment, then you will do what he says you will do. So those who do not fear him will read Shaul's writing, Paul's writing, and say, hey, that's not for me. That's not what he's saying. And just throw it away without studying it deeply. Those who fear him will go into deep studies of Shaul. And it says, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. So there was a warning that when Shaul spoke, it will be hard to understand. Now here's the key coming up. Which they that are unlearned and unstable rest. Those who are unlearned and unstable in what? In the Torah. Unlearned refers to the Torah. And you are unstable because you do not know the Torah. That is why Shaul said, the law was our schoolmaster to get us to Hamashiach. It's very, very important. So let me get it exactly from the book of Galatim, Galatians 3, verse 24. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Hamashiach, that we might be justified by Emunah, by faith. What is Shaul saying here? What is he saying in Galatians 3? 
The law was our schoolmaster. A schoolmaster is our tutor, not only a tutor, but a head tutor. So the law has to be our tutor to bring us onto Hamashiach. Without a tutor, you cannot be brought to Hamashiach. Without the law, as your tutor, you cannot be brought to Hamashiach. It is just like that in the world today. If you don't go to school, if you have never ever been to school, it will be very difficult for you to understand the word. Without ever ever going to school, you will not be able to read the word and understand it properly so that you can understand Hamashiach and read his words. So the law, that was what brought Shaul to Hamashiach. Now he's speaking in this wisdom that he received from the Torah. Now if you reject the Torah, if you are unlearned in the Torah, you will not be able to understand his word. And so, this is the foundation we're going to give you today to understand more about head coverings. And let's go to what Shaul wrote and then we'll go to the foundation in the Torah that those who are unlearned and unstable will rest with those words. So let's go. Head coverings comes from the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 11. And it starts at verse 2. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Hamashiach, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Hamashiach is Alua. Now, there is what we are understanding, Shaul, is going to be very important. Shaul speaks allegorically and metaphorically in many of his writings. You have to know when he's speaking, speaking literally. You have to know when he's speaking metaphorically. You have to know when he's using allegories. You have to know when he's using similes, when he's using all different parts of speech. He was a brilliant man. So if you don't have the wisdom of Yahuwah, you will not be able to understand it. We have to have and use wisdom not the wisdom of this world. Okay? So when he's speaking about the head there, he's speaking about the literal, the figurative head, which is the person in charge. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Hamashiach. So the man reports to Hamashiach. And the head of the woman is the man. The woman reports to the man. And the head of Hamashiach is Alua Yah. Hamashiach reports to Alua. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. So there we go now. He is playing with the word head. Every man praying or prophesying, having his literal head covered, having something on top of your literal head, dishonoreth your head, who is Hamashiach. Got it? So if a man is praying with his literal head covered, he is dishonoring his spiritual head, who is Hamashiach. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head. For that is even all as if one as if she were shaven. What is he saying? Every woman that prays or prophesies with her literal head, 
head that is upon her shoulders, that head, uncovered, dishonoreth her spiritual head who is, who is the man. She dishonors her spiritual head who is the man. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. Now let's see what the shaven there means. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. What is that saying? If the woman does not cover her literal head, let her head be shaved. So if a woman is not willing to cover her head, let her be shaved. But but it says, but if it be a shame, that but if there but means, but since it be a shame, for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. Let, where are we now? For if it be a shame, but if, uh, let me go, and see, yes, if it be a shame, since it is a shame. So let's look at the diff a different, um, yeah, we need to look at that. But if it be a shame, because it is very important. Let's compare it with other translations. So the CEV, um, no, let's look at the Darby says, for if a woman be not covered, let her hair also be cut off. But if it be shameful to a woman to have her hair cut off or to be shaved, let her be covered. But the ESV says, For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut off her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. So it is saying, Since it is shameful for the woman to um, cut off her hair or shave her head. Let her cover her head. So we were thinking there, well, maybe this is a choice to the woman. If you don't want to wear your head covering, then you can go ahead and shave your hair. But it's saying, since it is disgraceful. It says, all right, shave your hair. But since it is disgraceful for you to shave your hair, then wear your head covering. The Good News Bible says, and if the woman does not cover her head, she might as well cut her hair. And since it is a shameful thing for a woman to shave her head or cut her hair, she should cover her head. So we get the understanding there. We get the principle. All right? Shaul went on to say, so that is the woman should cover her literal head. Some people are actually taking both of them literal to say, all right? But every woman that prayed or prophesied with her head uncovered, that means with her spiritual head, her husband uncovered, dishonored her head. How do you pray with your husband uncovered? You see, people are trying to escape this. Humility. I'm going to show you that it is humility. People are trying to escape this humility by trying to come up with all sorts of devices, all sorts of counsels. You tell me now. How can a woman 
pray with her husband uncovered, thereby dishonoring her husband. It doesn't make any sense. Everyone that prays or prophesies with her literal head uncovered dishonors her spiritual head, who is her husband. That's what it means. Now let's go to verse 7. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image and splendor of a lure, but the woman is the splendor of the man. So, because the man is the image and splendor of a lure, then he reveals himself like a lure. In the book of Daniel, when Daniel saw the similitude, the likeness of a lure, what did Daniel say? The hair on his head were as the fine wool. He did not have his hair uncovered. His hair was shown to be like wool. So indeed, we also must not cover our head. But because the woman is the splendor of the man, the woman has to have her head covered because the woman has to be in subjection to the man to be the splendor of the man. Got it? The woman has to be in subjection to the man to be the splendor of the man. And where do that do we go? We got to go back to Kwa. Eve. Eve was not in subjection to Adam, so she was the shame of Adam. What did I say? Eve was not in subjection to Adam, so she ended up not being the splendor of the man, but ended up being the shame of the man, Adam. So if the woman is to be the splendor of the man, the woman has to be in subjection by covering her hair. And we're going to show a little bit more insights into that. Verse 8 says, For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. So the man is dominant. Because the woman was formed from the rib of the man. So the woman is of the man. So the man reveals himself in all his splendor, in the similitude, the image of a lure and splendor of a lure. But the woman has to subject herself to the man. Verse 9. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. The woman ought to have power on her head. So if the woman does not cover her head, that woman has no power. Has no power. And we debated this thing about the angels several times. And uh, a couple of things were said that the angels were actually the angels actually reported daily what we do before the most high and um there were other things that were banded about i don't remember them as well but um don't want to go off any tangent with that trying to remember all right but the whole point is if the woman does not cover her head she has no power on her head. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in Yahuwah. 
For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman, but all things of Alua. So there, therefore, there is a chain, and that chain is headed by the Most High. Most High, Yahusha Mashiach, the man and then the woman. Verse 13. Judge in yourselves, is it comely that a woman pray unto Alua uncovered? Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, it is a splendor to her. For her hair is given her for a covering. So the long hair of the woman is the splendor of the woman. That is why we say it is humility. Because the woman is the splendor of the man. So in order for her to be the splendor of the man, that woman has to cover her splendor, which is her hair. And you just got to just look at how women view hair. The beauty industry, the hair industry, is a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. Women buy hair. They're not satisfied with their hair. They cut their hair. Their hair. They add it. They take off, they color it, they lighten it, they perm it, they curl it, they do everything. Everything about a woman revolves around her hair. It is her splendor. So for a woman to be under subjection, that woman has to cover her hair. Verse 16 says, But if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the assemblies of Alua. So he's saying, if you want to be contentious and think that this is something that we don't do, this is not our custom. And none of the assemblies of Alua has that custom of going without head covering. So, as we were speaking about the woman is of the man and the woman is the splendor of Alua, and how Kwa brought shame to, um, to Adam. Let's go to it. Because head covering is all about pride. You see, this woman is a splendor and her hair is her splendor. It's all about pride. And let's go back to Genesis 3, verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. That was the first sin. Where does pride come, come in? And a tree to be desired to make one wise. It was pride that was a participator in the fall of mankind. Therefore, when a woman comes to her husband, to a man before men, that woman has to be humble. Humble. So let's go and see in the Torah. Remember, they said if you don't know the Torah, if you are unstable and unlearned in the Torah, you will rest with the writings of the Apostle Shaul. And so we go to the book of Deborim, Deuteronomy chapter 22. And we will go to verse about 14. 
Yes. Alright, so we go to Deuteronomy 21 to get an understanding of what Shaul was speaking about. Because if you don't understand, if the law was not your schoolmaster. And you see that, that verse about the law being our schoolmaster. It is very important. The law, our schoolmaster, the law has to teach us to be able to bring us to Hamashiach. That's Galatians 3, what, 24. So now we, we did not grow up on the law. We have to know, while we are seeking Yahusha HaMashiach, <laughs> we have to now also be seeking the law. Because the law was their schoolmaster. We now don't have any schoolmaster. We have to go to the schoolmaster while we are seeking HaMashiach. So when we go to the Torah, we'll go to Deuteronomy 21 verse 10. And it is the law concerning marriage to female captives. When thou goest forth to war against thine enemies, and Yahuwah thy Alua hath delivered them into thine hands, and thou hast taken them captive, and seest among the captives a beautiful woman, and hast a desire unto her, that thou wouldest have her to thy wife, then thou shalt bring her home to thy house, thine house, and she shall shave her head and pare her nails. There we go. The woman shall shave her head. Remember, the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold in sin. And what did 2 Timothy 3, 16 say? 2 Timothy 3, 16, what did it say? All scripture is given by inspiration of Allah and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. For instruction in righteousness. So that is why we go to the Torah. To understand doctrine, for us to get reproof, for us to be corrected, and for us to be instructed in righteousness. So, it says in verse 10 there, so we see that the law is given to instruct us in righteousness. So, when we see, it says, verse 12, then Deuteronomy 21, verse 12, Then thou shalt bring her home to thine house, and she shall shave her head and pare her nails. And he, he's going to tell us why we do that. And she shall put the raiment of her captivity from off her and shall remain in thine house and bewail her father and her mother a full month. And after that, thou shalt go in unto her and be her husband and she shall be thy wife. And it shall be, if thou have no delight in her, thou shalt let her go whither she will. But thou shalt not sell her at all for money. Thou shalt not make merchandise of her, because thou hast humbled her. Because thou hast humbled her. You see? By shaving off her head, paring her nails, you have humbled her. So that is why head covering is given for women. Why? To humble them under the man. 
Because Eve usurped the man. You, Eve usurped the authority of the man. For the woman to be restored, the woman now has to voluntarily put herself in subjection to the man so that she can be the splendor of the man. Yes? That is why women cover their heads. Most people don't know why this happens. If you ask many women, they don't know why. Why should we cover our head? And that's why you have most people today in the religion of Christianity don't cover their heads. Why? Because we just showed that the wisdom of Alua was given to Shaul. And the fear of Alua is the beginning of wisdom. They don't fear Yahuwah. They don't fear him. At all. Anyway, 1 Timothy 2 verse 9, In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing holiness with good works. You see? That is what head covering is about. To bring forth what? Shamefacedness and sobriety. What is shamefacedness? Shamefacedness, the Greek word haidos, through the idea of downcast eyes, bashfulness, that is, towards men, modesty, or towards alua, awe, reverence, shamefacedness. Yeah, this occurs two times in the scriptures. Shamefacedness and sobriety. Sobriety there is sufrusone, which means soundness of mind. That is literally sanity or figuratively self-control. Are you understanding now? The self-control goes there with what? Subjection. So when the woman covers her head, she is exercising self-control over her splendor, over her pride, which is manifest in her hair. The woman's hair is her covering. A woman's hair is her pride. Even in the world, they will tell you um, about the woman, the importance of the woman's hair. And um, any woman, if you're honest with yourself, you would know that um, this is so. Um, let me see, let me see. Braid, I, I just, um, let me just do a, a wordly site. I said the first wordly site, let me look. And it comes from ghanacelebrities.com. And you know what the headline is? A woman's hair is her pride and glory. You see that? Her splendor. That is what the worldly people are telling you. A woman's hair is her pride and splendor. That's what Shaul was speaking about. Then the next one is from pictolic.com. Braid beauty. Woman. Braid beauty, woman for whom hair has become a pride. 
Then the next one is a Facebook post, Kivi Wigs and Hairs. And the caption says, A woman's hair is her pride. Another one on Facebook, Bruce Hair page, A woman's hair is her pride. All right? FreeDictionary.com has idioms, her pride and joy. All right? So that's it. In terms of what the newspaper says, shamefacedness and sobriety. So the covering of the head is part and parcel of the woman humbling herself, sobriety, bringing herself under self-control. That is why it is elected. It is not opposed and the woman has to voluntarily give up this pride. Has to. Verse 11 says, Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach or to, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. You see that? That is why we are telling you people that head covering goes back to Eve. Subjection. To bring back the woman under subjection. Verse 14 says, And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So it goes back to Eve. Head covering has to do with the woman under subjection, with shamefacedness and self-control. Yes? So that's the reason. In the book of Deborah, it tells us that the woman were captives before they were married by the Israelites. They were first shorn or shaven, and then their hairs and their nails were, their hair and their nails were shaven. Yes. Before, and they were humbled before the men. So people understand head covering. Oh, you might be hearing the cocks crowing outside. We're here in the countryside on the farm. And only hope it's not too loud in the microphone anyway yeah so the head covering is for the woman to bring herself under subjection so that she can be the splendor of the man being under control self-control being under subjection to the man who himself is under subjection to Hamashiach who is under subjection to the Most High All right. So that is why you cover your hair. If anyone is asking, why do we need head covering? This is a teaching for you. I hope you are able to understand that which was spoken today. All right. So, oh boy, we are here and we have spoken so much. And we have not even given a shout out. Okay. Let's get a shout out to see what's happening here. You're listening to the Bible Truth Revealed podcast. All right, so you're listening to the Bible Truth Revealed podcast here with Khazak Aliyahu. And I encourage you to check out our other podcasts because I do believe they provide great insights into many things that, um, as I said, and I've been saying that we have been searching. Over the years, and I've dedicated ourselves to finding the truth to our own hurt. 
And another thing I'd like to say is that one of the keys to understanding the scriptures is not forming a conclusion and then finding scriptures to back it. You can always find scriptures to back it. Remember, you have hundreds, thousands of denominations that have taken their cue out of the Bible. Why is that? Why is it able? Why are there like 40-odd thousand Christian denominations plus many other sects and cults in that get things from the Bible? Why? Because anyone can go in there, form a conclusion, and get validation for that conclusion. The truth in the scripture is when you allow the scripture to lead you to the truth. Precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line upon line, here a little, there a little. That is how we study this thing. And when we study it, we do not study it seeking anything to validate ourselves or to make ourselves comfortable. We seek the truth because we believe one truth leads you to another. And we do not leave out the law because the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. The law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Hamashiach. Therefore, you cannot leave out the law. Without the law, you will not know. Isaiah 8 verse 20, To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So if we are speaking and there's nothing from the Torah and the prophets, then guess what? It means that there is no light in what we are saying. So because we want there to be light, then we speak according to the word of truth. You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. Oh, yes. So please share this podcast and please share our website, jawpodcast.com. This is the Bible Truth Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. All right. The Bible Truth Revealed podcast. All right. All right. The song in the background is called Prove All Things. It is a just a word production. Prove all things. All right, so until next time, thank you for listening and keep listening to the Bible Truth Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. Shalom.